Section 8 of A Description of Millennium Hall and the Country Adjacent by a Gentleman on His Travels. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Eaton. A Description of Millennium Hall and the Country Adjacent by Sarah Scott. The History of Miss Mansell and Mrs. Morgan, Part 6. The ladies of the best fashion in the neighbourhood begged leave to visit her, and though she more than ever wished to have her time uninterrupted, since as she had no prospect of any other means of support, it was necessary, by such little additions as she could make to her small fund, to prevent its quick diminution, yet she could not decline the civilities so obligingly offered her but avoided all intimacy with any of them as foreign to her plan and hurtful to her interest thus was she circumstanced in respect to the neighbourhood when miss melvin married as after this event louisa was determined to change her habitation she began to inquire for some family where she might be accommodated in the same manner as in that where she was then fixed among the persons who had taken most notice of her, was Lady Lambton, a person of admirable understanding, polite, generous, and good-natured, who had no fault but a considerable share of pride. She piqued herself upon the opulence of her family and a distinguished birth, but her good sense and many virtues so qualified this one blemish that it did not prevent her being a very amiable woman. When she found Miss Mansell designed to change her abode, she told her that at an honest farmer's near her house she might be accommodated, but that as some little alterations would be requisite to make the place fit for her. She, in the most obliging manner, desired her company till the apartment was ready, which would give her opportunity to see such things were done to it as would be most convenient and agreeable lady lambton insisted so strongly on miss mansell's accepting this invitation that she could not without incivility refuse it and as after the loss of her friend all places were alike to her she had no reason to decline so obliging an offer no great preparations were required for this removal of abode lady lambton came herself to fetch miss mansell home the old lady was charmed with her new guest, many of whose accomplishments were unknown to her till she came under the same roof, and would not suffer any preparations to be made for another lodging, but insisted on her continuing much longer with her. Lady Lambton behaved in so very obliging a manner, and Louisa found so much pleasure and improvement in the conversation of a woman whose admirable understanding and thorough knowledge of the world are seldom to be paralleled that she could not be more agreeably placed as she dared not go even into mrs morgan's neighbourhood for fear of giving additional uneasiness to the one whose situation she plainly perceived was by no means happy for though mrs morgan suppressed all complaints never hinted at the treatment she received and endeavoured to represent her way of life in the best colours to save her friend the sympathetic pangs of heart, 
which she knew she would feel for her sufferings yet the alteration in her style the melancholy turn of mind which in spite of all her care was visible in her letters could not escape the observation of one whose natural discernment was quickened by affection the full persuasion of mrs morgan's unhappiness and that anxious solicitude which arose from her ignorance as to the degree of her wretchedness was a source of continual grief to her mind which lady lampton's sincere friendship could scarcely alleviate but she knew too well how few people can bear the unhappy to suffer her uneasiness to appear she stifled therefore every expression of that kind for if lady lampton had generously sympathised in her affliction it would have given her pain to know she had occasioned that lady's feelings any and if she had been insensible to it complaints would not fail to disgust her lady lampton was fond of music and not void of taste for painting miss mansell's excellence in these arts therefore afforded her the highest entertainment her ladyship was likewise a mistress of languages and was pleased to find louisa equally acquainted with them in this house miss mansell had passed above a twelvemonth when sir edward lampton returned from his travels in which he had spent four years as soon as he arrived in the kingdom he came to wait on lady lampton his grandmother who was likewise his guardian his father and mother being both dead she had longed with impatience for his return but thought herself well repaid for his absence by the great improvement which was very visible both in his manner and person sir edward was extremely handsome his person fine and graceful his conversation lively and entertaining politeness adding charms to an excellent understanding his behaviour i have been told was particularly engaging his temper amiable though somewhat too warm and he had all his grandmother's generosity without any of her pride it would have been strange if a man of three-and-twenty years for that was sir edward's age had not been much charmed with so lovely a woman as miss mansell that he was so soon became visible but she as well as his grandmother for some time imagined the attentions he paid her were only the natural result of the gallantry usual at his age and improved into a softer address by a manner acquired in travelling through countries where gallantry is publicly professed lady lampton however knowing her own discernment expressed some fears to louisa lest her grandson should become seriously in love with her in order to discover by her countenance whether there was really any ground for her apprehensions which she founded on the impossibility of his marrying a woman of small fortune without reducing himself to the greatest inconvenience as his estate was extremely encumbered and he was by an entail deprived of the liberty of selling any part of it to discharge the debt she was too polite to mention her chief objection to miss mansell which was in reality the obscurity of her birth louisa who sincerely believed sir edward had no real passion for her answered with a frankness which entirely convinced lady lampton 
that she had received no serious address from him but louisa who saw herself now in the situation which mr devorah had warned her against begged permission to leave lady lampton's to prevent her ladyship's being under any uneasiness and to avoid all danger of sir edward's receiving any strong impression in her favour lady lampton was unwilling to part with her amiable companion and besides thought if her grandson was really enamoured she should increase the danger rather than lessen it by not keeping louisa under her eye she therefore told her she could not consent to lose her company and was certain she might depend on her honour louisa thanked her for her good opinion and assured her she would never do anything to forfeit it sir edward was more captivated than either of the ladies imagined and every day increased his passion louisa's beauty her conversation and accomplishments were irresistible but as he knew the great occasion he had to marry a woman of fortune he long endeavoured to combat his inclinations he might have conceived hopes of obtaining any other woman in her circumstances on easier terms but there was such dignity and virtue shone forth in her and he was so truly in love that such a thought never entered his imagination he reverenced and respected her like a divinity but hoped that prudence might enable him to conquer his passion at the same time that it had not force enough to determine him to fly her presence the only possible means of lessening the impression which every hour engraved more deeply on his heart by bringing some new attractions to his view he little considered that the man who has not power to fly from temptation will never be able to resist it by standing his ground louisa was not long before she grew sensible that what she had offered to lady lampton for the ease of her ladyship's mind was advisable to secure the peace of her own sir edward's merit his sincere respect for her which certainly is the most powerful charm to a woman of delicacy could scarcely fail to make an impression on a heart so tender so generous as hers she kept so strict a watch over herself that she soon perceived her sensibility and endeavoured to prevail on lady lampton to part with her but the old lady imagining it was only in order to quiet her apprehensions would not consent and the difficulty in finding a place where she could be properly received strongly discouraged her from insisting on it if she continued in the neighbourhood her purpose would not be answered for she could not avoid sir edward's visits her only friend was denied the liberty of protecting her and to go into a place where she was unknown would subject a young woman of her age and beauty to a thousand dangers these difficulties detained her though unwillingly at lady lampton's for above half a year after sir edward's return who at length unable to confine in silence a passion which had long been obvious to every observer took an opportunity when alone with louisa to declare his attachment in the most affecting manner she received it not with surprise but with real sorrow she had no tincture of coquetry in her composition but if she had been capable of it her affections were too deeply engaged to have suffered her to retain it 
her sensibility was never so strongly awakened all her endeavours to restrain it were no longer of force her heart returned his passion and would have conquered everything but her justice and her honour these were deeply engaged to lady lampton and she would have detested herself if she could have entertained a thought of making the lady's goodness to her the occasion of the greatest vexation she could receive she therefore never hesitated on the part she should act on this trying occasion but the victories which honour gains over the tender affections are not to be obtained without the severest pangs thus tormented by the struggles between duty and affection she was not immediately capable of giving him an answer but finding that her difficulties were increasing by his repeated professions and animated by the necessity of silencing a love which too successfully solicited a return of affection she assumed a sufficient command over herself to conceal her sentiments and with averted eyes lest her heart should through them contradict her words she told him he distressed her to the greatest degree that the respect she had for him on account of his own merit and not less for the relation he bore to lady lampton made her extremely concerned that he should have conceived a passion for her which it was not in her power to return nor could she listen to it in justice to lady lampton to whom she was bound in all the ties of gratitude neither should anything ever prevail with her to do anything prejudicial to the interests of a family into which she had been so kindly received sir edward was too much in love to acquiesce in so nice a point of honour but louisa would not wait to hear arguments which it was so painful to her to refute and retired into her own chamber to lament in secret her unhappy fate in being obliged to reject the addresses of a man whose affections were she at liberty she would think no sacrifice too great to obtain miss mansell endeavoured as much as possible to avoid giving sir edward any opportunity of renewing his addresses but his vigilance found the means of seeing her alone more than once when he warmly urged the partiality of her behaviour representing how much more his happiness was concerned in the success of a passion which possessed his whole soul than his grandmother's could be in disappointing it she he observed was actuated only by pride he by the sincerest love that ever took place in a human heart in accepting his addresses louisa could only mortify lady lampton in rejecting them she must render him miserable which he asked had the best title to her regard the woman who could ungenerously and injudiciously set a higher value on riches and birth than on her very superior excellences or the man who would gladly sacrifice fortune and every other enjoyment the world could afford to the possession of her of her who alone could render life desirable to him by these and many other arguments and what was more prevalent than all the arguments that could be deduced from reason by the tenderest entreaties that the most ardent passion could dictate sir edward endeavoured to persuade louisa to consent to marry him but all proved unavailing 
she sometimes thought what he said was just but aware of her partiality she could not believe herself an unprejudiced judge and feared that she might mistake the sophistry of love for the voice of reason she was sure while honour truth and gratitude pleaded against inclination they must be in the right though their remonstrances were hushed into a whisper by the louder solicitations of passion convinced that she could not be to blame while she acted in contradiction to her secret choice since the sincerity of her intentions were thereby plainly though painfully evinced she persisted in refusing to become sir edward's wife and told him that if he did not discontinue his addresses he would force her to leave the house and retire to any place that would afford her a quiet refuge from his importunity a hint of this sort was sufficient to drive sir edward almost to distraction and louisa dared not pursue the subject when he found she could not be induced to consent to an immediate marriage he endeavoured to obtain a promise of her hand after lady lampton's decease though to a man of his impatient and strong passions such a delay was worse than death but miss mansell told him by such an engagement she should be guilty of a mean evasion and that she should think it as great a breach of honour as marrying him directly the despair to which louisa's conduct reduced sir edward whose love seemed to increase with the abatement of his hopes was very visible to his grandmother but her pride was invincible neither her affection for him nor her great esteem for miss mansell's merit could conquer her aversion to their union she saw them both unhappy but was convinced the pangs they felt would not be of very long continuance trusting to the usual inconstancy of young persons while the inconveniences attending an encumbered fortune and the disgrace which she imagined must be the consequence of sir edward's marrying a woman of obscure birth would be permanent and influence the whole course of his life louisa unable to support so hard a conflict continually resisting both her lover and her love was determined to seek some relief from absence she wrote mr devorah a faithful account of all the difficulties of her situation and entreated him to receive her into his house till he could find some proper place wherein to fix her abode this worthy friend approved her conduct while he grieved for her distress his honest heart felt a secret indignation against lady lampton who could by false pride be blinded to the honour which he thought such a woman as miss mansell must reflect on any family into which she entered he wrote that young lady word that she might be assured of the best reception his house could afford and every service that it was in his power to render her desiring that she would let him know when she proposed setting out that he might meet her on the road not thinking it proper she should travel alone this letter gave miss mansell much satisfaction she was now secure of an asylum but the great difficulty still remained she knew not how to get away from lady lampton's in a proper manner for to go clandestinely was not suitable to her character and might bring it into suspicion 
in this dilemma she thought it best to apply to that lady and with her usual frankness told her what had not escaped her discernment the affection sir edward had conceived for her and the return her own heart made to it only suppressing his solicitations as her ladyship might be offended with his proceeding so far without her consent she represented the imprudence of her continuing in the house with sir edward whereby both his passion and her own must be increased and yet she was at a loss how to depart privately but was convinced it could not be effected with his knowledge without such an eclat as must be very disagreeable to them all nor could she answer for her own resolution when put to so severe a trial as she should have more than her full measure of affliction in going from thence without being witness to its effect on him one should have imagined that the generosity of miss mansell's conduct might have influenced lady lampton in her favour but though it increased her esteem it did not alter her resolution with inexcusable insensibility she concerted measures with her and engaged to procure sir edward's absence for a short time some very necessary business indeed demanded his presence in a neighbouring county where the greatest part of his estate lay but he had not been able to prevail on himself to leave louisa too much enamoured to think any pecuniary advantage could compensate for the loss of her company but as it was natural that an old grandmother should see the matter in another light her pressing him to go and settle his affairs gave him no cause to suspect any latent meaning and was too reasonable to be any longer opposed though sir edward was resolved on so quick a dispatch of business as promised him a speedy return yet any separation from miss mansell however short appeared a severe misfortune the evening before the day of his departure he contrived to see her alone and renewed his importunities with redoubled ardour but with no better success than before he lamented the necessity he was under of leaving her though but for a little time with an agony of mind better suited to an eternal separation she who saw it in the light was overcome with the tender distress which a person must feel at taking a final leave of one who is extremely dear to her her own grief was more than she could have concealed but when she anticipated in her thoughts what he would suffer when he knew he had lost her for ever and judged from the pain he felt on the approach of what he thought so short an absence how very great his distress would be she was unable to support the scene with her usual steadiness tears insensibly stole down her face and bestowed on it still greater charms than it had ever yet worn by giving her an air of tenderness which led him to hope that she did not behold his passion with indifference this thought afforded him a consolation which he had never before received and though it increased his love yet it abated his distress and rendered him more able to leave her since he flattered himself she would with pleasure see him return which he was now more than ever resolved to do as speedily as possible the day of his departure she spent chiefly in her own room 
to conceal as far as she was able a weakness she was ashamed of but could not conquer she had written the day before to inform mr devorah that she should set out for london four days after her letter accordingly at the same time appointed after having agreed with lady lambton that sir edward must be kept ignorant of the place to which she was gone she set out with that lady who carried her in her coach twelve miles of the way and then delivered her to mr devorah who was come thither to receive her lady lambton could not part with her amiable companion without regret and expressed her true sense of her merit in such strong terms to mr devorah who could not forgive that pride which had occasioned so much pain both to louisa and sir edward that he told her in plain terms how very happy and how much honoured any man must be who had her for his wife perhaps lady lambton would have subscribed to his opinion had any one but her grandson been concerned but the point was too tender and it was no small command over herself that prevented her giving the good old man a hint that she thought him impertinent our travellers arrived in town the next day after a melancholy journey for even the company of a friend she so much loved and esteemed could not restore miss mansell's natural vivacity though in compassion to the good old man who sympathised tenderly in her distress she endeavoured to the utmost of her power to conceal how very deeply she was afflicted it was some little time before her spirits were sufficiently composed to form any scheme for her future life nor were they benefited by a letter from lady lambton which acquainted her that sir edward at his return finding she had left the place that his grandmother had consented to her departure and refused to tell him where she was gone was for some days frantic with rage and grief and had just then left lady lambton with a determination to serve as volunteer in the army in germany in hopes he said to find there a release from his afflictions which nothing but the hand of death could bestow the old lady was much shocked at this event but hoped a little time would restore his reason and enable him to bear his disappointment with patience there was room to believe she said that the rest of the campaign would pass over without a battle and if so the change of scene might abate his passion louisa's heart was too tenderly engaged to reason so philosophically she was almost distracted with her fears and was often inclined to blame her own scruples that had driven so worthy a man to such extremities all mr devora could urge to reconcile her to herself and to calm her apprehensions for sir edward was scarcely sufficient to restore her to any ease of mind but at length he brought her to submit patiently to her fate and to support her present trial with constancy they were still undetermined as to her future establishment when mr devora one day met an old acquaintance and countryman in the street as this person had many years before returned to his native country mr devora inquired what had again brought him into england his friend replied that he was come in quality of factotum to a widow lady of fortune in the course of their conversation 
he asked Mr. Devorah if he could recommend a waiting woman to his lady, hers having died on the road. The character this man gave of his mistress inclined Mr. Devorah to mention the place to Miss Mansell, who readily agreed that he should endeavour to obtain it for her. End of section 8